0: welcome back crusaders to the new crusade podcast number 40 i'm your host ian and with me as always courtney
1: Hello.
0: this week we're gonna talk about the uh, basically the tv shows we've been watching as well as the new movie we saw um This movie just came out on Netflix. Uh, It's called No Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence. This movie had a little bit of controversy uh, in the upcoming months before it came out, considering the subject matter. Basically, it's because Jennifer Lawrence plays like a 30-something-year-old woman who is hired by some helicopter parents to date their 19-year-old son and basically
1: have have
0: sex with him before he goes to college so that he'll be out of his shell and like not be kind of a a scaredy cat in house thing because basically he's sequestered himself to his room and has no friends in high school or something. So, um, they put out an ad to find somebody to basically sleep with their son. Um, only reason why she's doing it is because, uh, don't know if they said exactly where right they're, but she's like in like a small island area or some like vacation area yeah, so in you know, Northeast.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's like it's someplace in New York, uh, along the coast, kind of like, uh, uh, um, the Hamptons-type situation where the locals are getting wedged out from the out-of-towners. Yeah,
0: the out-of-towners are buying up property and the locals are having to move because it's too expensive. Um, a good representation of locals here is, like, Jennifer Lawrence is, one, is a bartender. She has a f- pregnant friend who's a bartender. Her husband, like... Owns, is a fishery. Is a fisherman and does probably some other jobs. And then her other friend, who is her lawyer, is a Native American. Yeah. Um who basically, he probably can't get pushed off his, off, off where he lives because it's probably a reservation area. But um, these are the four locals that we meet. Um, and the thing is is that Jennifer Lawrence has a house that was left to her by her mother who died.
1: Which is all paid off. Yeah. But she hasn't paid the
0: property, tax. property
1: taxes. So it's getting taken away from her if she doesn't pay.
0: Yeah, so she has until September 1st to pay the taxes or she loses the house. Yeah, And the story kind of starts July 1st um uh, well
1: it's more like kind of June-ish
0: like just before July. because she's in the bar at the very beginning and the bartender's yelling at her it's mm-hmm. like this is July beginning of July like don't need this shit right now because the out-of-towners are showing up and being like the rich assholes that they are to the locals yeah the guy basically showed up at the bar like five minutes early and was demanding a drink from her and she's like we're closed till noon um and gave him some attitude um the controversy that was around this, like I said, was because of what the storyline was. But Jennifer Lawrence kind of defended it by saying, "Like, hey, I read the script; it was really funny, and after watching it, it is really hilarious." And I can see why she like just she did because she threw her all in there. Because unexpectedly, she goes full frontal nudity in this movie. Yes, like I would never expect.
1: I did not expect to see uh, a fully naked Jennifer Lawrence, but. It wasn't done sexily at all. No, it's done like <laughs> in an angry manner, and I liked it.
0: Yeah, she literally suplexes a kid while she's fully naked, and it it's fucking hilarious. Yes. Uh, we'll get to what what happens at that point, but basically, well, she she loses she's about to lose a house. She, she
1: loses her car
0: and loses her car at the very beginning. So she
1: needs a car to get her She also Uber's. And- and then earn money for Uber, which is her big bank.
0: Yeah, um, and they make they make it very clear that she's not good at relationships. She, she can never like hold stay down with one person or whatnot. And they kind of like try relate that all back to daddy issues throughout the story. But like that part's kind of vague because it's pushed through so so quickly because the timeline here is like from July to a little bit after September, like maybe mid September. Yeah. Um. So, uh, she does have a car. She needs to. Uh, she needs a car in order to do her Uber and try and make them enough money which is like 22000 dollars by September 1st so she can save her house so she doesn't have to move um, so she fi- her f- friends find this ad in the paper that basically says hey you need it's ca-
1: on Craigslist it's on
0: Craigslist yeah that was like hey you need a car for college we'll give you this car if you date our 19 our year old son
1: yeah
0: um so she she doesn't want to take the job at first.
1: No, but but the, like
0: she, she basically ha- has to because it's like there's nothing else is coming up.
1: It's the need and desperation. Yeah, so
0: she goes and takes the job, um, and like there's a lot of funny banter back and forth because like the guy the the her pregnant friend's husband is the one of the reasons, like why don't you just do an olding fans or something like that that way you're not just whoring yourself out to like some kid. Yeah, and they're telling <laughs> to show up because like it's funny because they take it the perspective from a woman's side where. You can easily see the scenario being, like, in the 80s, this would be a, a male lead and a female girl that he has to break out of her shell or some shit.
1: Yeah, or even in early 2000s.
0: and Or 90s, like, the yeah. she's all that or some shit, right? Like, the hot guy has to get the get the nerdy girl to break out yeah. of her shell. No,
1: yeah, because of a dare or yeah. whatever.
0: So, like, he's trying to be this one reasonable, and it's funny that they give the perspective of a woman, like, no, women can have sex just because they want to have sex, and, like... Her friend says, yeah, I once had sex on the first day of the guy because I thought he was going to kill me. He's like, what? It's like, yeah, they're talking about you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're fucking creepy. <laughs> but um, those kinds of banters like, go all throughout the whole movie. is really, really funny. Um, but she ends up going to this house, and the parents are um, Matthew Broderick, and I don't know who the other actress is.
1: can't remember her name off the top of my head. But yeah. she looks familiar. Does she? Um,
0: uh, I'll be something Becker, because and she's probably lower on the list here.
1: Yeah, she doesn't have that many lines. Oh, uh,
0: first, uh, Allison Becker, Lori, Laura Benet Benetani. Yeah, Benanti, Benanti, Benanti. <laughs> yeah, Benanti. That's how you pronounce that. Okay. Um, Life After Beth, Gossip Girl. So she not like a huge movie star like uh, Matthew Broderick is. Matthew Broderick basically just has been doing, you know, passion projects most of his career. But basically, um, she goes there, and meets them and they are helicopter parents. Like they have to have
1: extreme helicopter parents.
0: Yeah. He kid has to have his phone on all times. They ha- he has to give him their passcode, give him, give the parents the passcode to his phone so they can search it. Um, they've basically arranged his entire life. Anytime he's been like bullied or something, they've, literally gotten the kids to go disappear or some shit like that. Yeah. Because um, when they get confronted with it, they're like, oh, my my understanding was that kid's dream was always to jo- go to military school. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, the parents are fucking with his life. And it's kind of a weird thing, because as we were watching, we are realizing, like, we're kind of generation uh, Y or... Y? Because there's there's X, and then there's Y. Nobody talks about Y, because y, y just gets lumped into millennials, and we're not fucking millennials. Fair. <laughs> so we're Generation Y, and like nobody in our generation who is like in their late 30s, early 40s, is would have treated any of their kids like this, where they baby them that much. This is like the millennials and up.
1: Well, I would say it's like, but they're, the parents are like, they look like they're in their 50s, so they look like elderly Matthew Jenner. Project
0: has gray hair, and we know how old Matthew Project is. I would say they're probably supposed to be portraying mid-40s. Or or
1: For kids going into college with their wealth, I would have to say that...
0: Or younger, right? I mean...
1: No, 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 no. They're not mid-30s. They're dude. definitely they not our suppo- generation. No, they're supposed to be like oh. l- the earliest, maybe late 40s. That's
0: right. We're thinking Generation X was them, right? Yeah. Generation X would be the ones to baby their children that much.
1: Yeah, Generation X, because yeah. they would be late 40s, early, early 50s. 50s. Between their wealth and
0: yeah, and how
1: be, helicoptery they and are. They would have
0: their kids a little bit later in life, and they would be very helicoptery. Yeah. So like that's the family. They <laughs> set her up, and like she's supposed to be in her early. She the ad asked for somebody in their twenties, and so she's like, I can totally pull that off, and she's clearly like not. not. <laughs> so there's a lot of jokes about her about her age that gets thrown around. But the funny thing is, is that like the mother's like, oh, you know, just get him out of the shell, that type of stuff. And Matthew's the like, yeah, you know fuck them like have sex with a kid you
1: no know, because I, <laughs> I did that before i went to college and i turned out five. yeah that's,
0: stup- that's the stupid that's where the stupid idea comes from oh. is the dad's experience which, which explains like you're an idiot and your wife's a bigger idiot for living for which is again, along why this. they
1: would be like a generation x yeah.
0: so they end up going along with this and like like we said like Matthew be point or the dad's point is like yeah, she because she asked him like, "Hey, should I date him or should I date him?" He's like, "Date him hard," which okay, kind of weird, but that's that's the helicopter parents right trying to set up hi- the kid's first time to lose his virginity, which is weird. Yeah, but like she throws herself at him like um like crazily immediately the
1: like s- the stalkery almost like she's been scoping him out and then she approached him and that's how he perceived it and, and the, like, nice thing, uh, <laughs>
0: the nice thing about <laughs> that, it is filmed that way too because when they start the scene where they're like okay he's down at the uh pet shelter pet shelter you're volunteering you should go there and and say so you want to adopt a dog and like start a conversation with him but how they film it is like you see him riding his bike he goes in And then it comes in, like, from the side, like, a horror movie, just the back of her head. Like, she was stalking him, (laughs) watching him go in. And then she goes in and is basically throwing herself at him constantly. Yeah. Dressed
1: in, like, the tightest little dress.
0: Yeah, like, someone, like, like, a 20-year-old wears to a club all the time. Yeah. She's always confident. Not someone
1: who's going to go adopt a dog.
0: Yeah. Um, And in doing that, he basically is like, you are the worst person to adopt a dog to. And then she somehow convinces him hey, let me give you a ride home. And he's like, well, okay, because, yes, yeah, she is attractive. But then for some reason, she's using the friend's van, which is basically a rape van. Yes. So the she's kid's like...
1: Outside, it's like,
0: don't go in that van. Yeah, big gray van. And she's like, open up the back. Yeah, hey, I'll throw your bike in here. Yeah,
1: she just grabs the bike from him, opens the door, and you see all...
0: Like the, the tools. The
1: tools and equipment for fishing and that. And if you're not knowing exactly what that is... It looks like a serial killer van. Yeah. She just tosses it in. And And so he gets
0: in her van and and they start driving down the road to her house. Yeah, because then, which is weird, because he was supposed to be like, I'll give you a ride home. It's on the way. But she goes to her house instead. And like the kid the whole time doesn't know what's going on. He's trying to text on his phone. um, But she takes the phone away from him. And he looks behind. He sees the machete hanging in there. Yeah. (laughs) So he's freaking out. So it's kind of like, Power of Boners is like, I need to go with this chick because she's hot and she's hitting on me. But it's like, I think she's going to kill me. And as soon as they get out, he fucking maces her.
1: <laughs> we do
0: yes. some hilarity where she's screaming on her like lawn on all fours because she's been maced. <laughs> and he keeps macing her. Um, and of course, a funny, like few funny lines there like hey why do you have uh she's like why do you use your rape whistles like why would i have a rape whistle she's like why do you have fucking mace
1: and the best part (laughs) of the mace is it's pink yeah it's it's like for women (laughs) it's women's mace
0: yeah so like out of all that they end up like agreeing to go on a first date Mm -hmm. to like start this whole thing off And then throughout this, like, they constantly go on, like, these little dates here and there, and she's constantly kind of throwing herself out of and different things get in the way, whether it be his anxiety, he gets a skin rash or something else. Um, But my one criticism, is, it does feel like this happens really fast, which I Mm -hmm. guess he technically does in our time frame here. I wish there was a little bit more time on them building a relationship or a friendship, because most of the time she's with them, there's some points of, like, genuine, like, oh, let's get to know each other. But then there's other points where it's like, "I'm gonna twerk in front of you," or "I'm gonna try and give you a lap dance." It's like, all right, now you're just throwing yourself at him. And like, obviously this technique is not working. Stop throwing yourself yeah. at this kid. Um, and like, then more hilarious shows because like he ends up talking about like Joni, his like nanny that he really cared about. So we're like, yeah. oh, he has a he has a thing for like for, nannies, right? Yeah,
1: nannies, older women. But and then we Joni is, Jody. is a dude. <laughs> Yeah, a very <laughs> creepy looking dude.
0: Yeah, who straight up is like throws a frisbee for him to go to for him to go catch, and is like, "What the fuck are you doing, bitch?" Like totally calls around on like what's what's happening. Um, but basically, the like the real surprising parts here are like kind of like the more like normal realistic things that that you think would you wouldn't think would happen in a movie, but happen here. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the scenes where she goes fully nude. Is that they go to a beach and she convinces him to go skinny dipping with her. In like the worst possible place. There's a bunch of red flags, which means there's rip tides. Like, why are you going in the water? Yeah. There's no lifeguard on duty. But they go out in the water, and some kids try to steal their clothes. And it's kind of like, okay, the hilarity. What we've always seen here is that oh, they don't have clothes. And they have to try and sneak their way home naked or whatnot. Yep. But like, no. She's like, fuck this. I'm gonna go get our clothes that, her clothes because our keys, our phones are there. She just stomps out of the out of the water, <laughs> yes. naked, and beats the shit out of these three kids who try and steal their stuff. And literally, su- a guy puts her in a, a headlock. and she fucking suplexes him, yes. <laughs> and she gets punched in the badge, and she kicks the chicken in the badge, like a full out brawl is really well choreographed. Yeah, and, and you're and like,
1: kids just out there swimming, watching all this. Not don't really see what's going on because it's dark. But yeah. here's the screams from the kids. kids.
0: Yeah, like you're fucking crazy, bitch. She's like, yeah, that's right. It's like, why are you stealing my clothes? It's kind of like, yeah, in real life, realistically, are you going to sit there and let somebody walk off with your phones and the keys to your car and all that shit? No. no. <laughs> get off your ass. When you're butt naked, charge them. They'll freak the fuck out and drop your shit. She beat the shit out of them. And what's funny is that she does that then goes back in the water with them. It's she like.
1: Tries to get
0: like... Yeah. And, but it's also like, so were you, why did you do anything? It's like, I had a plan. It's like, what plan were you coming up with? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, you sat out here the entire fucking time. <laughs> Um, which leads to the hilarity of, like, her leaving, he's naked, he jumps on her car because he, she has his clothes, and then she's driving around town with this naked kid on the hood of her car in yep. the middle of the night. Cops come after them, and she runs a, a railroad, yeah, <laughs> barely with him on the car. Um, which leads to the predictability that later in the movie, um, almost the same thing happens, but she's not naked. She's on top of his car, and he's driving around town with her on the hood, um, but it's a very cute, like rom-com movie with these very realistic moments in there for these people, which make it really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, even to the point, like when he finds out like what was actually going on, and he tries to trash the car that the parents yeah. are gonna give her, and like <laughs> they take they steal the car, they pop off the hubcaps. Like, oh, she'll hate hu- not having hubcaps. Like nobody, nobody fucking cares. cares. <laughs> they put a, uh, like a brick on the pedal and like run into a tree or something. Yeah. And they do, like, some damage to the car, and I think the tree ends up falling on the car or yep, something. Yeah, the tree
1: falls on the car, so the roof gets dented in. It gets
0: dented in, yeah. But it
1: still runs, and it's fine. Yeah, they
0: think the car is trash, and, like, they even, to- since the, le- the lease was signed over to her already, but the title was, uh, the tow truck guy drops the car off to her house. She's like, what are we going to do with the car? It does run. It's like, oh, no, it runs. They just, it just looks they- like they shit. just, just <laughs> fucked it up. So she Ubers around, like, with a with dented the- roof and all this other and shit.
1: Broken side uh door and yeah
0: everything um, people
1: don't want to get in but she's like get the fuck in
0: that, that's, give me my money <laughs> and her performance was really great here because she when it's those real moments she's like no fuck you you're doing this like she's very aggressive as one would be when like you're older in life and you're like i don't give a shit about what you think i need this shit done we're gonna yeah. get this shit done um so it goes through all that um And the obvious thing basically happens but throughout all this like you learn a little bit about her about how her dad left to leave her mother sick where she took care of her and then uh, her dad never uh, reached out to her when she did Um, to the point where she's basically been scared to leave the town. The kid helps her realize that uh, he was like going to do the stupid like kid thing where it's like oh I'm not going to go to college I'm going to stay here with my girlfriend because she's here and it's like
1: no oh no
0: you got to go to college so he they end up convincing him to go to college so like and she ends up being convinced that she's going to leave. Um, which leads to, like, more hilarity, like, little jokes there and there, like, the Joni guy who was, said he had powerful friends who was going to fuck her over. So the, by the end of the movie, like, she's sold the house, she's ready to go. He's like, yeah, I have powerful friends, and now your, ta- your property tax is even higher. And she's like, I sold the fucking house, dude. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, It has lots of great, like, little moments in there, and everything else um, as a whole is pretty good. Like I said, it feels like the timeline is strong. Like, I wish this started, like, at the beginning of June. Yes. And you had a whole summer, so it felt like a three-month thing of them getting to know each other and her trying to date him, not just trying to bed him immediately. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because the deal wasn't necessarily, like, just fuck him. It was like, hey, you need to help him break out of his shell.
1: Well, that was part of it, but mostly Matthew Broderick was like, yeah, fuck you fuck him, you get the car.
0: Yeah. That's... So that
1: was the main deal, and she wanted the car. That's why she kept constantly trying to and
0: fuck you him. And she'd need the car, car as soon as possible. Um, but it's real cute, like rom-com, very, very funny. Um, Jennifer Lawrence did a great job. Uh, the kid, uh, Nate, uh, Andrew Barth Feldman, did a really good job as... Being the insecure kid and then actually coming out of his shell and yelling at his parents and telling them that, hey, this is how shit's going to be from now on. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because, like, most parents don't want to be talked down to by their children. But, like, that's exactly what they wanted to have happened. So it did happen. Yeah. So regardless of her, like, not having something like, they're happy. Like, hey, you got him out of the shell. Just convince him to go to college. Um, so definitely recommend it. It's on Netflix. Um, again, it's called uh, No Hard Feelings starring jennifer lawrence andrew barth uh feldman matthew broderick really really funny movie um done really really well i definitely highly recommend it mm-hmm. uh director is jeans to you're
1: saying he, what else he did
0: yeah okay, what else has he made uh, uh good boys, bad teacher offices. yeah
1: okay so he has done like a lot of these kind of raunchy comedy comedies. comedies,
0: yeah um, which are all pretty decent. Uh, so yeah, definitely check it out. It's on Netflix. Yeah. All right. So jumping t- to the TV shows, uh, the finale for Our Flag Means Death came out this yep, week for season two. For season two, uh, picks up right where the last episode left off. Like out yeah, the prince guy uh, with the with the missing nose blew up all the pirate ships. Yeah. Um, took over the
1: pirate town.
0: Yep. Took everything down. Is like taking credit for ending the age of piracy um and blackbeard's trying to be a fisherman turns out he's a shitty fisherman
1: because all he does is lounge about and does nothing
0: yes uh and it turns out that he told the fisherman like no i told you i caught a fish once
1: a fish once a fish and that pissed them off and so they send him away
0: yeah basically tell him like if you're good at something before go back and do do that instead um and then he He sees out rows out and then sees the destruction of all the pirates ships. Thinking, I think for a moment he thinks Bonnet might be dead and all that.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Because he knows, like, Bonnet is a, a soft boy.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> he goes back and gets his leathers out of the ocean and has this cool dramatic scene of him
1: emerging, emerging from, from the water, the water in with... his leathers. Yes. Looking like a badass. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, and then being a pirate again, where Bonnet and... Uh, the Pirate Queen. Pirate Queen, which... was what, her name? Uh, um, Lean Chan or something?
1: It's not Ling Chan, it's...
0: Zeng, Zi Yi, Sao. Uh, so Zeng. Uh, she, her and Bonner are like, Bonner's like trying to get her like, hey, no, we need to like, you know, come up with a plan. We could do this. We could do this. Yep. Trying to motivate her. She's like, no, fuck off.
1: Yeah, because she thinks uh, Auntie is, Aunt dead. is dead. Spoiler, Auntie is not dead. <laughs> Auntie yeah. is in prison.
0: Yeah, survive the explosion, uh, even though she ends up with some clock parts lodged in her. But she's in prison with the rest of the crew uh, from mm-hmm. the Revenge,
1: and they help.
0: They help badger her up, up. and uh, help her like be a little bit softer to Zang, and that instead of just being like a hard, cold uh,
1: second in command. To second in command, yeah. You know, or a traditional auntie being, you know, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, they all come uh, come back together. Uh, they end up back in the bar where that's being that's serving all the soldiers. Um,
1: the prince uh, sees that Izzy
0: is in the prison is cell. in the prison
1: cell, and he's like, "Oh, you're really famous. I want to talk to you because he still really loves the idea of pirates." Yeah, because he was stories. like Steve Bond,
0: right like because he was inspired yeah. by Bonnet and wanted to be a gentleman pirate, but like failed at that. And this
1: Bonnet kind of fucked.
0: Up. <laughs> yeah, Bonnet really did fuck him over. Got ended up getting his nose cut off um so as conversation is he kind of lays out like what piracy is it's a brotherhood it's a family you choose that type of thing uh not what they think it is with just pillaging and raping all that type of stuff um they do a really good uh really good job at that point like that's the point of this is that piracy is was a brotherhood yeah um
1: brotherhood the family (laughs) you choose and will die for
0: yeah and they have to make a point of like, hey, we're, we're all drinking Jackie's bar and like, aren't you worried like about poison? It's like you don't have a poison taste. they just they're making the Swede drink all the the
1: oh.
0: liquor before they drink it. Uh, but turns out that but, Jackie did poison everybody.
1: <laughs> which good on you, Jackie. This is why I love Jackie because she's always like few steps ahead. Yeah,
0: because she's fuming the whole time having to serve everybody. And then she's like, Oh, give me the top shelf brandy, and then serves everybody to the top shelf brandy. And then, and they then when go, Bonnet and them show up, they're like, Oh shit, we're outnumbered. But then all the soldiers immediately die. Dying,
1: and, and she said, Yep, everyone in this tavern, aka all her husband. Yeah, all my
0: family is poison trained. And even the sweet guy's like, I am? <laughs> <laughs> And
1: she's like, Yep. <laughs> yeah, so
0: like they're all immune to the poison except for the soldiers. So they all die. Um the, they grab the prince as a hostage, and then we get the Prince escaping the woods after he shoots Izzy in the gut. And then you kind of have them all fighting off, fighting, uh, fighting soldiers and whatnot. So the
1: rest of the soldiers that are all on the island. Yeah.
0: So like we thought like this, is what we thought we we're going to get like a big battle with Blackbeard fighting with Bonnet and Zang and them going and then they
1: have like a big pirate battle on, yeah. on the ship. And
0: it's kind of, this is where it kind of goes weird because like the Prince gets away, they fight off all the soldiers and whatnot. Izzy ends up dying and they're not able to save him. Uh so they give him a burial. And then that after the burial thing, like Zane says to Blackbeard Mot, like hey, don't you want to get revenge for the guy who did this? And Buckers like, Yeah, kinda and she's like, Yeah, so I wanna kill the guy too. We should work together. Yep. We did not really get an answer to him saying yes or no yeah. to that. And then
1: we cut to the wedding between Black Pete and Lucius.
0: Yeah, on the ship. The ship, which the revenge. Is funny was cute and adorable it's like now you're now you can i pronounce you mateys
1: yes mateys and then you could cut each other's faces <laughs> just and kiss. just kiss and they're like well just
0: kiss <laughs> yeah it was it was really funny and we're saying, all right cool they're on their ship they didn't do this thing. they're gonna go after their team was saying go after the prince right
1: nope but then it cuts to blackbeard Black be- and bonnet standing on the shore where they buried uh
0: izzy izzy
1: and they're going to open an inn.
0: Yeah, in this, in this like broke down house and like the the crew was running the ship that had the wedding. They're off, they're taking off in Blackbeard and they're watching him take off at the sunset and they're just going to open up an inn kind of like uh well other people had an antique store.
1: Yeah, but it's But basically they're doing tea. the
0: same thing, right? They're retiring, but it's like okay, it's unresolved that the Prince got away. You Zang wanted to team up, we never answered yeah. that, and then it just went to oh, happily ever after, they're gonna live together in this.
1: Yeah, it was a little odd, yeah. So, and it's so far, it's not renewed for season three, but I have read that the show creator did plan this for to be a three parter because he likes things in threes,
0: so it just ends really weird. And yeah, it, it it's has- just
1: an, a weird ending because it's just something like. And this is it. You get like a little happy ending here.
0: Yeah, no resolution of anything and no real, like, oh, he's going to, the prince is going to get away and try and come back with another, wait, yeah. get, get revenge. Um, it's just really, really weird. And if they haven't been re- renewed already, I don't know. It might be 20 or raise with this probably got a lot of ratings. Everybody was expecting a, a lot more out of this episode. Mm-hmm. So they might get renewed, but I could see them like, man, that ended weird. We don't like it. And maybe they don't, don't, don't. But. There's, HBO has nothing else going on right now. So, I mean, they probably should just renew it so they have,
1: yeah, have stuff in the pipeline. Yeah, something that people are going to watch again. And then I hope if they do a season three, they don't put out all the episodes in that two, three-week period. Yeah, it's it went too paced fast. Out. Yeah, I wish it was paced out better for the release dates on the episodes. And I think that would have helped a bit more in my viewing experience. But... I still enjoyed the show. I still love this series. Um, Even if it is just going to be two seasons, um, ending it on a happy, hopeful note, um, I could see how it can, some people really like that. But I just feel like there's still too many resolutions to tie up.
0: Yeah, the thing is, is that because how they jumped to that ending, it felt like it, did, felt it felt it felt like we missed a scene like yeah like they cut something out and we didn't get to see what happened
1: yeah it felt very rushed
0: so it's like oh wait why how did we get to this ending already mm-hmm. like they should have did something or at least refused or zang's offer or something um instead it just jumps to that ending you're like did is a scene missing here i don't know what happened yeah um so that seems really weird but hopefully they come back to season three and they kind of explain it a little bit more yeah uh now jumping to the other show uh other like Halloween show for the month is uh Goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, saw episode seven, Give Yourself Goosebumps, which basically picks up where we left off. The kids were in the house, but this time, um, the, ki- the kids are now trapped in the journal in the ha- in this house void. And we find out that this is where Justin Long's character's been the entire time, yeah. Just the true Justin
1: Long character,
0: <laughs> yeah. Just wandering around the house, realizing that there's no escape in this void place because they're basically trapped. Like on the page in the journal, um, basically we find we they get the whole story. Um, Nora has left, got out of the hospital, and has threatened to uh, sue her friend for malpractice for drugging her.
1: Which go uh, get her <laughs> girl? Yeah, go ahead girl. and just do that for <laughs>
0: sure. Um, but she went and grabbed the dummy, and she's taking it uh, somewhere. Uh, we don't know where. Uh, we f- do find out that the kids, the parents, when their kids had buried the dummy in the quarry, and that's where the case was, and that's where one of the other, one of the clones of the kid uh, found it. Well, we- found
1: the case. Found sorry. the
0: case, and that's how they delivered the case to him, but without the dummy. But we also find out that another one of those clones is running around because uh, the black kid's dad. Uh, go-
1: and um, the and james's uh, Jay's
0: mom, mom mom go over there to get the dummy and find that the find that it's missing and well no they
1: go out there to find nora yeah
0: because <laughs> they think she's going to go get the dummy they don't know that she already grabbed it we don't know why she grabbed it or when she grabbed it yeah and why she, she kept already, it in, her, in the storage room
1: yeah.
0: yeah um but they go and that's when uh they end up finding out that it's not there and then there's another clone of james there who basically uh Traps the dad down there, and is trying to go kill the mo- kill his mother, but clearly, obviously, dad knows there's more ways in and out of that and, place. Yep. But and gets out, and they stop uh, him from killing the, uh, his mother yeah,
1: by exploding the head again.
0: And that's when they finally believe, oh, there's a ghost after our children. At least those two, because they saw yeah. the kid explode into goop. <laughs> oh, our
1: kids are not crazy, and Nora's definitely not crazy. Yeah. We got to go <laughs> stop this. So but Nora's driving out somewhere to the woods, and Biddle is following her oh. in a car, uh, doing a pretty damn good job of not being detected. He's has a in, good pace
0: distance. Sister says he's in a bright red car. It's pretty unique, like classic-looking car, and yeah. they're the only two driving, keeping a good distance to stay away, to where she doesn't see him. Um, but during all this, the kids are still stuck in the house. They're talking to the teacher, trying to figure out ways out. They see a light through a door, and they realize that uh, they can get down to this area. And it turns out to be another page in the diary, um, mm-hmm. and which ba- is
1: the school,
0: the school, yeah, and yeah. the theater where basically everybody that's been turned into puppets by this spell that they they use when they're using, when they're with Slappy um, are in this auditorium room, yeah. and they, she sees all that.
1: Isabel is the one that goes yeah. down.
0: Who all, is our favorite character by far? Because she's the one that's like yeah, this is weird shit. <laughs> and let's like, go. <laughs> yeah, and it's like taking charge, like, let's get shit done. Um, Find out, because uh, Biddle's driving around with the book and he rips the pay- page out to throw- spit out some gum. That As he's destroying the page, it's destroying that world. And she's basically in that page in the school, so they were able to pull her out last minute before it disappears. Mm-hmm. And they realize, okay... But while
1: she was being pulled up, uh, Justin Long character i keep i need to figure out his actual name but justin long uh nathan nathan brad
0: mr brad mr brad gets his face slammed he, yeah into the
1: wall. he as he's pulling he trips slams his face in the wall and that knocks him back into, into the real world and into his
0: body but every time he looks in the mirror and he sees bill's eyes he gets sucked back into the void house but then he realizes hey if i get hit in the head i'll get knocked back into my yeah. body Well, if
1: i get knocked out here i get put back in my body because yeah. his body in the house disappears
0: yeah um and izzy's like all right cool i'm gonna punch him in the face
1: yeah and she just goes for <laughs> yeah. it and knocks him out yeah knocks
0: him out so he's back um, and he's he,
1: trying to and the reason why he's back is he's trying to write them out of the story or out of the journal yeah he,
0: the plan is he's supposed to go back to his body and right away for them to get out of the house so they are so they can be out of the journal and back to the real world. But as he's waking up and realizing where he is, he keeps looking in the rearview mirror and scaring himself back. So I have to keep hitting him. Yep. And then like...
1: Eventually he gets more control of his body.
0: More control. But then like he sees Nora and he starts yelling at her. But he's fighting control over his body, trying to get her attention. Like, dude, just get grab the journal. But then by the time he's finally realizes he needs to grab the journal and do what he's supposed to do... Biddle and him are fighting over his body. Like, Biddle has control of one hand, he has control of the other. Till like, eventually the drone gets thrown out the window.
1: And into a puddle.
0: Until a puddle. Opened on the page that the kids are on. And then they see in the house, the color starts draining from everything because yep. the ink starts running. Um, and that's where... And it, it
1: starts kind of fading and
0: feeling yeah, and then, claustrophobic. And that's where they do the needle drop of Black Hole Sun starts playing. And then, like, that's... This the,
1: is how you do a proper needle yeah, drop. Yeah, <laughs> and
0: then the episode ends. And it's done really well. So, like... Not a whole lot happens in this episode other than the parents, couple, two parents realizing what's really happening. Mm -hmm. We don't know why Nora has the dummy and why or where she's going other than to the cabin uh, that her family owns, which is one of her suggestions of where to put the dummy originally was. We should take it to my family's cabin and bury it.
1: Or what I keep saying is, hey, you guys live on a coastal type town or town that has access to waterways because there's clearly fishing trolleys. Go get a fishing trolley and jet her out and dump the bot or dump the dummy in the middle of the fucking waters. Yeah, just weigh
0: it down and dump it in the water. Like, and especially since, like, Nora lives on the dock and the dummy was at her house on the dock. Get in your boat, get in a rowboat, go out there and fucking just drown the damn thing and nobody's ever going to find it. You bury it up in the woods, somebody will eventually find it. You put it in the quarry, somebody eventually found it. Yeah. So it's like, you can't just, like, just bury it and you can obviously you can't burn it you need to put it in the water put it in a waterway where it drifts down and goes away far far away from where you're at and then it no longer becomes your guys's problem <clears throat> um
1: stuff happens
0: so real good episode plays out very well um again like not a whole lot happens other than like people catching up on what's going on and the kids being in more danger um but for goosebumps stuff this is more on the lines of like because goosebumps like when it was originally on TV, it was, like, a Saturday morning, like, 11 o'clock TV show that was, like, yeah, this isn't scary. This is, like, a really toned down Are You Afraid of the Dark. Yeah. Or Are You Afraid of the Dark. It's not super scary, but it has some pretty creepy episodes and some goofy ones. Like, all of Goosebumps was always, like, kind of goofy and yes. not scary. This is definitely, like, I feel like, I feel like it's, like, a 90s, like creature feature ghost story, horror movie. That's just broken up into pieces because mm-hmm. it's shot very well. It's done very well. Um, and definitely worth watching in my opinion. So yeah. if you haven't checked it out yet, definitely check it out on Disney plus goosebumps, uh, really good show. I believe it is going to be 10 episodes. And so seven episodes are out and yeah, we got three more episodes to go. And it uh, comes out every Thursday night. There's a new episode. Yes. um, And then we don't know what's going to happen after episode 10, if they're going to, like, continue with another season, or we're going to have to wait a few months for another season or something like that. Um, But so far... We'll find out. So good. (laughs) Now, last show, uh, Loki, which we got to episode four, The Heart of the TVA. There's only two more episodes left in this season. Yes. So... Definitely a really good episode, um, They and I thought they've done a really good job with subverting expectations on this one because yeah. <laughs> they give us a point where you know it's going to happen already because we knew in the very first episode, which is we catch up to a point in time where uh, Loki uh, saw Sylvie in the TVA and then got pruned mm-hmm. for this episode. And very much the first episode, like, yeah, I bet you Loki pruned Loki. Duh, right? Yeah. And, and as soon
1: as you see uh, Sylvie go into the TVA with Loki and Mobius, you're like, "Oh yeah, obviously Loki's going to prune himself here." Yeah.
0: So like, <clears throat> what ends up happening is uh, Renslayer was not obviously trapped in the end of time because she had she had a data pad. Um, so she basically comes back, tries to recruit uh the people who are pruning the timeline uh to their cause. Yep. Uh, but she comes out back after. Uh, I think <clears throat> M8, it was, I think is No, it's
1: like B... Oh, gosh, what is it?
0: B8 or something. I forget. Yeah. I forget her name, but she was the black chick that was in um, the, the Cthulhu Spio Show. What yes. is it called? Come on. Lovecraft cu- Country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, William Muska Muska
1: B fifteen Hunter B fifteen yeah. is her name.
0: She Hunter B fifteen has already talked to those prisoners. Like, hey, you need to join us. We need to protect the new TVA. We just got to figure out a new way of doing business, not what we we're doing before. And it's kind of being like we're trying to appeal to them. Everybody but the guy Nate uh, or Brad. Everybody except for the Brad yeah. guy was kind of like um, starting
1: to go. Okay, kind of,
0: kind of sort of like they're still pushing back. But then Renslayer comes, shows up, and basically says, "Oh, you need to join me," but like, it does it in the most like full-on villain way? It turns out to yes. join me or I'm going to kill you, and it's like, wow. So that's you—you've you've made it really easy for them to make the proper choice, which is we're not going to join you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So she puts them all in the box, and they don't show us what happens, but she basically squeezes them all into a goop. Into a goop. But and Miss do...
1: Minutes is very into the box squeezing. Yeah,
0: but the general docs does happen to say to her before they before she dies, is like, "How's it feel to no, know these people would rather die than join you?" Uh, giving you that the moment where yeah, they made the, their decision. Everybody but Brad, he decided to join her anyway. Um, and so they end up all dying. We see Renslayer's like solidified as you are a villain for sure now. Like mm-hmm. you don't care. Um, and then Miss Minutes starts uh, locking down everything in the TV and shutting everything down so they can't yep. get into the loom area with uh, he remains so so they can fix it and stop it from exploding. Yep. The temp pads don't work. Nothing does. But before
1: does. all of mm-hmm. that, uh, Victor, Timely, and Obi get together and they create um, a from his prototype, a working uh, device to help uh, handle, handle the new Timeless. timelines and to help the loom.
0: Now, things I don't think his prototype will actually do, because I think Victor Time was still do so it was still working on like his own thing. Well, yeah. So I think he was trying whatever the device does. I'm thinking like it's it's trap is booby trapped to where it's gonna do something that's gonna be. Beneficial to him and only him, only to help him become the he who remains again, or something. Um, but also probably stop the TVA from exploding. Yeah. Uh, so we're kind of like unsure about that. Um, but but they create
1: the device regardless. They
0: create the device. They got it up and ready, ready to go. Except so Miss Minutes is locking everybody out. So Obi comes up with the idea. Hey, I'll re I'll reboot the system.
1: Well, even before that. Uh... Timely gets kidnapped by Renslayer and Miss Minutes. And that's when Obi's like, well, let me go down to the room uh, and you guys go get timely. So and we could s- hopefully get s- yeah, it's work. Because the- what,
0: what they're looking for is the device. It's like, why do you need the device? Loki and them are trying to stop the TVA from exploding. Yes. What are you trying to do if you're not trying to help them stop the TVA from exploding?
1: Uh, yeah. Um, that's a little wonky, but a little
0: wonky. Yeah. So what ends up happening is Obi ends up rebooting the system. But the big thing he was saying, hey, all our safeguards go in. Like, well, what safeguards? And he mentions, oh, well, people will be able to use magic here. And, then, of course, Loki is sort of like, fucking reboot Low- the system yeah. so we can and use we our powers. Like,
1: uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and when he does that, that's where we see the scene where Loki prunes himself in front of Sylvie. Yeah. We know what's happening. So He tells her he'll have to explain it or what not.
1: Sylvie mind controls uh, Brad.
0: Brad to free Victor um, and to
1: prune uh,
0: prunes Renslayer. Yes. And since the temp pads don't work, and they and Miss Minutes has now been taken completely offline from the reboot. There's no way that she can get out of the end of time where the pruning takes her. Mm -hmm. Because that's the thing. Like pruning somebody isn't death. It's just you get sent to the end of the timeline, and that that time eating monster eats you.
1: Yep. Eventually.
0: Yeah. Um, so that all happens. We get Victor timely and look and Loki's everybody's down and like the blast center ready to like, all right, we got to throw this thing into the loom to fix it. So nothing explodes. Yep.
1: So we need someone to go in the suit with the giant, uh, vac <laughs> the,
0: giant without without yeah, the giant, uh, hose attached to him. Um, because it's basically what Morbius did earlier, but this because of the, all the timelines, uh, and the loom being unstable there's a lot of time radiation out there so it's so, way more than it was before
1: so someone needs to sprint full blast and do it yeah loki volunteers but then timely's like no i have to do it so
0: okay he says it's like his destiny to do this and like he's going to fix it um so and
1: he puts on the suit he's ready to go he has the device they open the blast doors and he gets spaghetti-fied like immediately
0: immediately just spaghettiified. It's kind balls. of
1: gross, too, the spaghetti yeah. mansion.
0: Yeah, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, and they all just kind of like look out the window, the loom and the like, loom explodes. it looks, like, yeah,
1: it explodes, and then there's like this radiating blast coming right at them, and you see the fear in all their eyes, and then it just straight to black.
0: Yeah, we get we, get- and then there's
1: this long shot of just black and nothing, no sound. And it cut to credits. Yep. And you're like, what the
0: fuck? <laughs> like we thought maybe, all right, what's going to happen? The cat has to cut black. Maybe Loki will wake up somewhere. Or somebody will wake up. Yeah, somewhere.
1: something. Because
0: as we know, like even him being spaghettified, I don't think he's dead. Maybe he just got re-injected into the timeline somewhere. Something We don't know what happened. Um, But we know like people don't die normally. Like pruning doesn't kill you. Mm-hmm. So like, even like though the TV is like, hey, we got to stop all the pruning because we're killing and destroying all these people. It's like, well, technically you're not, you're sending him to the end of time and then there's this beast here that can possibly eat them. Yeah, but there's clearly ways to survive as all the Lokis are surviving in the first uh, season mm-hmm. So really kind of weird what happened. We don't know exactly if timely's dead or if something or he's just transported somewhere else. Um, and we don't know what happened to Loki area when this loom explodes and the TVA is gone. Does everybody just get thrown back in the timeline? We'll have to find out the next uh, two episodes. Yeah, but so that's
1: that's interesting. That was what
0: we mean by like, subverting expectations. Like, we totally were not expecting that to happen. To, to fail. You're <laughs> expecting the, them to save the day and then continue with trying to solve all the other problems that are going to be popping up because of this unstable timelines so, mm-hmm. and all that. Totally did not expect them to blow up, especially since like they put all the dramatic music and build up into like the Loki prunes Loki sequence. You're like yes we already know what's gonna happen why are you trying to make this dramatic this is your big your big emotional moment and then no at the very end it's like no this didn't work they're fucked yeah and (laughs) end the story and like okay we have no idea what's happening (laughs) yeah
1: it's like it's just a blank screen and they hold that blank screen for a long time and there's no mid-credit or end-credit scene it's just black and then creepy eerie Credit music,
0: (laughs) yeah. We'll have to see what happens in the next two episodes and how this is resolved. Mm -hmm. But, like, especially with like Marvel movies or comic book movies, if you've read the comics, everything's very predictable, or even if you haven't, the storylines are very predictable how things happen because our hero always is having to save the day. Yeah, it's very weird to see it's also rare. rare to have endings like this where it's like, no, they didn't save the day, every all everything that they've been building up to completely failed. And now everything's gone. Mm-hmm. Clearly, it's not all gone. Something will happen in the next two episodes and let us know what's going on or how they resolve this. But it's cool to see those those moments happen that do happen in comic books rarely happen in these TV shows because usually those are too risky of a move to do in a TV show that producers don't want to take the chance on. Yeah. So I think they did a really good job with this, still making the Loki show very, um, very much um, fun and interesting to watch i do think what one friend said where he said like he felt like this season was more of an ensemble show where like the first season was about loki <laughs> this season's more about everybody it's, at the tva and just loki happens to be part of this group yeah
1: it's more so focusing on the event of preventing the tva from collapsing, collapsing and being destroyed and, and, like, and trying to change it yeah so you're not going to get that big character growth like you did in the first season
0: but I think um, it was because we already got Loki's character growth and now it's like we had we have to introduce proper villains finally. yes so that's why Renslayer gets introduced now she's a proper villain Miss minutes is a proper villain um our villain who we th- who we know is to come Victor timely or he who remains is in that limo area because they have they have to develop that across their uh phases more Oh, which is done well because they should keep him kind of more of a mystery and not like explain them all in one episode of a TV show or season or anything like that. Um, so we know him as a big bad that's going to come later on. It's just still being hinted at. Um, and it's interesting to see these new villains pop up mm-hmm. and what they're going to do with it. Uh, so I'm excited to see what happens next. I still think this is one of the better uh, Marvel shows, this and one of the probably my top two favorites. Uh, out of all the Marvel shows that have come out. We'll have to see what happens now, because moving forward, there's been rumors of like them cutting back or yep. pacing back on stuff because they want yeah, quality. Yeah, a not lot quality. of
1: shows are going to get pruned. Um, like the Daredevil show, uh, they shot first few episodes or majority of it. And that's already getting canned and restructured. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, there's rumors the Iron Heart show might get completely yep. cut.
1: Yeah, Iron Heart might get cut. A um, couple other things might get cut, like Blade might get cut. Um, so we'll see what happens with Disney and Marvel and what gets uh, pruned, as one might say.
0: Haha. Ha. Ah. I think, like honestly, I could do it without Iron Heart because Iron Heart in uh, Black Panther Two was kind of a weak character and it was a weak design. It's just very
1: flash. It was, it was, flesh in
0: it was Japan, yeah. It was I, nobody in. Nobody really cared. Blade, I think not see how... I have a hard time seeing how Blade fits in with the bigger group because Blade's doing his own thing. Yes. Which has nothing to do with anything the Marvel heroes deal with. Like, he's out killing vampires. Yeah. Nobody in this universe has dealt with vampires or have even a concern of dealing with vampires. Because if one showed up, any of them could fucking destroy it fairly quickly. Exactly. So... Pulling Blade into it, it seems kind of like an odd thing. I'd be fine with them leaving him out of it. And he was only hinted at in the Immortals movie, which was terrible anyway. Yeah. Which they need to actually pretend like it never existed. I I I think think they they are.
1: I think they are just ignoring that movie. The Um, thing is, like... Well, they would really need X-Men. That's the next big phase that they need a brand. Like, the X-Men. Because I... Don't see it surviving otherwise.
0: Yeah, and that's that's honestly the big missing piece, you're right? Because we've seen the whole Iron Man arc. We've gotten Spider Man, uh, Captain Guardians America, Gardens of, Captain, of the Galaxy, oh. Thor's arc. We've seen all these big major characters of the Avengers go through their entire arcs already. We've and we see how that's uh, played out to most of what I think people want to see. I don't think anybody really cares to see how the Hulk ends his journey or where, or where that goes, because Hulk is kind of the mech character. Only he has his fan base, but
1: he ca- really shows up as a side character in other, uh, superhero movies like in Thor. Um, cause this whole arc or, just goes to him
0: having to control being Hulk, Yeah.
1: Which he's done yeah. and which, or be found in, uh, end That he's able to control his Hulk side. There
0: is another version of Hulk that is in, like, the Marvel's, uh, that was actually appeared in, like, the Marvel's video Avengers video game. But there's another version of him where, like, he's conquered Earth or something. Yes. Which they've hinted that that might be where they might go with him. But that's too far down the line and that's getting too convoluted with the timeline stuff, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I, they've already completed Spider-Man and all the major character arcs. The, like you said, the next big thing they they need to tackle is X-Men, but I think they don't know how to integrate X-Men properly into this universe.
1: Because they fucked over Wanda. Wanda would have been your great in with
0: it. Yeah. Because of Quicksilver. Um, but then, I mean, who do they focus on with uh, X-Men? They brought them kind of in with uh, uh, the multiverse of madness with professor X and I think what they're going to focus on next is Fantastic Four, which I think Fantastic Four is a much weaker franchise than X-Men. Yes. And if they go that route with Fantastic Four, which is what it looks like they're doing, I see comic book movies, like, taking a huge crack Crash again, yeah. Because, like, even now, like, the ones that have come out that we even have liked have not performed the way Disney wants them to. hmm And have not been making as much money as the original, like, phase one, phase two stuff.
1: Well, phase one, phase two, phase three, that was like your perfect arc. What they yeah. didn't really need to do was after phase three was take a break. Take a two-year, maybe three-year break, and then get people wanting that comic bookness again. They really need to take, especially with the movies, they should have taken a bigger break.
0: Yeah, I mean, because... The only good movies I feel like it came out of the next phase was like the completion of the Spider-Man arc, Far yep. From Home and um That's
1: the only good movies in my yeah. opinion are the Spider-Man ones.
0: Yeah, because Multiverse of Madness was terrible. Um care. Black Panther 2 was not good because it had to get turned into a different type of movie. Yep. Um which
1: again, I feel for him, it was hard to do cuz you had something else planned with uh, Chadwick and unfortunately yeah, he, he passed away. Like but, honestly, they
0: should just do what they, what no. they normally do when that happens is you cast a different character actor as the character. Yeah, everybody would have understood. We know we understand the original actor died. You cast somebody else to do the role, and you find somebody who can do just, just yeah. as charismatic Mac and do it as well. Just yeah. continue
1: to. They just immediately yeah. switched him.
0: Just you need to just change the actor. That's all you had to do. Yeah. But instead, they had to turn the movie into a memorial for Chadwick instead of. Uh, Black Panther story, and we end up with a convoluted crap story that introduces Ironheart in a really shitty way, and to, as a character that nobody cares about. And If you're gonna start expanding your universe on these side characters that nobody cares about, it's gonna go poorly. And then if you're mm-hmm. gonna bring in the Fantastic Four, yeah, they have a huge fan base for some reason, but they're not. <laughs> Fantastic Four movies are are like bat are like old Batman games. They're like known to be shitty. Yes. And it's because the perfect Fantastic Four movies are already made, and that's called The Incredibles. Yeah. So you're going to go Fantastic Four where instead you should be bringing in an X-Men and get the and get the X-Men into the universe. And they had a perfect way of doing it with being the fact that the uh, Infinity uh, Stones were snapped twice on Earth, sh- mutated people, started creating mutants. Mm-hmm. That would have been your perfect segue into... All right, now we now we have a ton of mutants showing up, and now Professor X and all this other stuff starts happening.
1: Yeah, but no, we're we're not going yeah. to touch that. <laughs> so
0: who knows where they're gonna go with it? Um, again, WandaVision and Loki are probably the two best TV shows that they've come up with so far. Well, it's probably their two strongest. Strongest, yeah. Uh, definitely recommend watching those. Mm-hmm. We'll keep you up to date with what's happening with the Loki universe. Uh, if this is going to have its finale at this season two, are they gonna plan another season? We don't know. But we'll check that stuff out. Yep, as we go. we'll
1: see when it comes out in two weeks yep. for the final. But next week will be the second to last uh
0: episode. Yep. So that's our show this week.
1: Oh, you didn't want to talk about uh Scavenger's Reign?
0: No, I mean I think we talked about it enough. It's because it basically is people
1: should go watch it. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah,
0: it's a good movie. They, they... It's not a
1: movie, it's a it's show, and it's wonderful. Show,
0: and they've they understood the assignment of creating an alien world that's truly alien. I don't think there's much to summarize every episode because it's just summarizing the show makes more sense as in there's people stranded on a the planet. These different groups of people are, gonna try and, are eventually going to come together uh, at the ship and they're going to try to escape. Whether they escape in the first season or not, probably not. Who knows? But it's more about how, this, how they're interacting with this completely alien planet um, more so than a survival story or a try-and-rescue-me get rescue me story
1: well all i'll say is they did aussie dirty in the last episode
0: yeah um <laughs> definitely some good moments there so definitely check out uh scavenger's rain that's good check out uh loki goosebumps um our flag means death uh like i said it it's ended, all out so you can watch just... the whole thing yep uh and uh no hard feelings great movie check it out it's, it's was hilarious and lots of fun to watch you'll
1: get a chuckle as one might say
0: yep uh so you can find us again at the catch us uh streaming throughout the week usually on twitch at nerdcrusade.com or the, twitch.tv slash nerd crusade um and our youtube videos and streams usually go up on the nerd crusade at youtube so check us out and go to our website and let us know what you think and we'll catch you next week
1: bye